Hi, you're listening to the Lift Up with Lisa podcast, the show that's full of faith-filled encouragement for your soul. Hi, and welcome to the Lift Up with Lisa podcast with me, your host, Evangelist Lisa McConnell. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited that you're joining me. This topic that we're going to discuss today means so much to me because it's an area that God has done such a great work in my life. And so I've seen how God has come in and transformed my life through this very topic. So without any further ado, as they say, let's jump into our topic today, which is take care of your temple. When you woke up this morning and looked at yourself in the mirror, Did you realize that the face looking back at you was the face of the temple of God? Yes, you heard me right. I said the temple of God. Your body is a temple that houses the very presence of the living God. So today we're going to talk about all things temple related and how you're the temple of God. I'm going to give you five things today that you can implement into your life to help you take better care of your temple. The first thing is we're going to talk about the temple. So what is a temple? So I'm going to explain what the temple is from the Old Testament standpoint and then the New Testament. The Old Covenant that God established with his people in the Old Testament, the temple was a physical building where the Spirit of God would dwell and God's people would go there to worship Him and praise Him. So that was done in a building. But in the New Covenant established in the New Testament through Jesus, we are the temple of God. And it discusses that in 1 Corinthians 6.19. It says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You may be thinking, I'm not a building. You said, I'm the temple, but I'm not a building. No, but in all actuality, you are a home to the living spirit of God. You see, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. And when the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, he gives us direction, he's our comforter, and at times even rebukes us. So you are the temple of God. Think about that for a minute. God Almighty has made his home on the inside of you. So powerful. Your body's not your own, it belongs to Christ. And when you gain understanding fully of what Christ died to give you freedom and to ransom us and to give us this temple, 
and for the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, you will never look at your body the same. I know it was a huge revelation for me once I, you know, learned that that I was the temple of God. So 1 Corinthians says 3, 16 through 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. Uh-oh. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. God is holy, so we are holy. That's such a powerful scripture to give you an understanding on the importance of taking care of the temple of God that he gave to you. So today we're going to talk about five things that you can implement to help you take care of your temple better. So the first is to love your temple. If you don't love yourself, if you don't love your temple, you're not going to take care of it the way that you should. When you love someone, you you bend over backwards for them and you do for them and you take care of them. It's the same for you. So when you love your temple, you will take care of it. Psalm 139, 14 to 15 says, I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. So that tells me that you weren't just, you weren't an accident, that you weren't just made by random, that you weren't some cookie cutter made person. No, God made you specifically the way that you are. Love who God created you to be. Love all your quirkiness and all your extraness, as I like to say. Love all the things about you that make you, you. If God created us all the same, think about all the callings and giftings that would never be fulfilled. And I will share that it was a very long journey for me to get to the place where I am today of loving my temple, loving myself. But it's only through my relationship with Christ that I was, over, I was able to overcome a painful, traumatic, and scarring childhood. My life was full of dysfunction, abandonment, hurt, and I had every kind of self-esteem, self-hate, self-issue that you could imagine. And I, like, honestly, I hated myself. But Jesus healed my heart, and now I'm a confident, bold, free woman of God, mighty woman of God because of his love. And I don't say that to brag about me. It has nothing to do with me. I'm bragging on God. And I share it to tell you that if you're not in that place yet, that you too can be there. You could be healed and whole. The first thing that I did was accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And when you make God first place in your life, you let him do a deep work in you. And he can heal you. I was healed because I wanted to be healed but I had to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 
So right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity that if you've not accepted Jesus into your heart, if you've not made him the Lord of your life, and if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt if you died today that you would go to heaven, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. I'm born again, and I'm going to heaven. Congratulations. And as a minister of the gospel, I tell you that your sins are forgiven and to run to God and not from him. Now that you've accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come on and live on the inside of you. Be vulnerable with God. Let him love you. Let him heal you. And as the Holy Spirit teaches you through his time with you what the issues are, let him heal you. When you love your temple and accept yourself, you can truly learn who you are. God has gifts and talents that are hidden on the inside of you. Once you learn who those are, you will not want to be anybody but who God created you to be. Mark 12, 31. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. It's not a commandment to love ourselves, but it does mention that we should love ourselves in the Bible in Mark 12, 31. Wanting to be free, wanting to love yourself. And one of the areas that loving yourself in can manifest to a higher level, when you love yourself, when you love your temple, you stop being a victim. You stop accepting any little thing that comes along or every, any little person that comes along to hurt you. Or when the enemy comes along and keeps beating you down, you rise up as a mighty woman or man of God and you fight. You become a victor. You're not a victim. When you love your temple, you rise up. You fight for yourself. You know that when someone would come to you to pray for them, how you would go hard for them. Go hard for yourself. Go hard for yourself in speaking the word of God. Go hard for yourself in prayer. Don't accept the lies of the enemy. Stand up in a fight and take your authority. There's power in the name of Jesus. Use it and walk in the authority that he gave you. Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. God gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to us when he left. The second way to take care of your temple is to watch the words you speak about yourself and about your temple. What you speak about, you will see in your life, whether positive or negative. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So recently I watched an experiment about plants, and it had to do with the power of the spoken word. There were two plants, and over a period of time, one plant had positive, life-giving words spoken over it, and the other were negative death cursed words spoken over it. And during the experiment, they did this for a certain period of time. 
The result of the plant experiment was the positive plant that had all the words spoken over it that were positive bloomed and was beautiful and seemed to thrive. But the plant that had all the negative curse words spoken over it dried up and died. There is power in the words that we speak to affect our bodies and our life. Proverbs 16.24 says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Luke 6.45 says, The good person out of the good treasures of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his praise speaks. So be careful about the words that you're saying about your temple. I want to pray over you. If you've grown up and had negative words spoken over you, yelling over you, or if you've done it to yourself, I want to pray and and have that broken off of you today. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person that's listening today. I thank you that you brought them here, Father, for such a time as this, Father. I thank you, Father, that you're doing a deep work even now in their hearts, in their minds. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you remove every negative word that was spoken over them, every word curse, every lie that the enemy spoke over them or they've spoken over themselves. I pray right now you will remove it out of their minds. I pray you would yank it to the root. I pray you would cancel any lies over their lives. And Father, I pray that you would remove the hurt and pain from those times. Remove it. And Father, I pray that you renew their minds. Erase any of those memories, those harmful memories, those harmful thoughts. Erase it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The third way is to control the thoughts that we think about our temple. Taking care of our temple includes watching the thoughts that you meditate on about yourself. If you're not careful, there could be negative self-talk, defeated thoughts, condemning thoughts that you have about yourself inside your mind. And those thoughts can produce the results of what you believe in your body and in your life, whether they're true or not whether they are true or not. What you believe, you will receive. And I read in a book by Terry Savelle Foy about a real-life situation where a man was trapped in a refrigerated boxcar. He wasn't able to get out, and he began to panic. His mind and his body began to shut down. He, you know, huddled in a corner and was freezing. He fully and truly believed in his mind that it was a frozen box cart. And what happened, the belief system in his mind that it was freezing, and he believed that he froze to death. And the interesting fact about this, when they found him, the temperature on the thermostat was broke, and it was actually an average temperature. I think it was like 70 degrees or something in there. It actually even wasn't cold. But... He died because he believed what he thought. He thought it was cold in there. So what you believe, you will see in your life. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension 
that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So you can control your thoughts. I remember when I first learned this, it was astounding to me. I had never heard it. And I had all kinds of terrible, defeating thoughts about myself. And I never knew that I could take authority and that I didn't have to think those thoughts. But we can take every thought and make it be obedient to Christ. So if it doesn't line up with what it says, that what Christ would say or what the word would say about you, you can tell it to shut up and you can send it away. So be cautious about the thoughts that you're thinking. As they come in, cast them down if they don't line up with the word of God. Philippians 4.8 says, this is what we should think. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Colossians 3.2, set your minds on the things above and not on the things of this earth. So the third way was to control the thoughts that you think about your temple. The fourth way is to watch what you let into your temple, your eye gates and ear gates. Taking care of your temple means that you're cautious about what you let into your temple in your eye and ear gates. Whatever you let in, good or bad, affects your entire body. Even the things that you listen to, the music that you listen to. Matthew 6.22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So watch, listen, things that are building you up and not putting you down. The fifth and last point of how you can take care of your temple would be watch what you put into your temple, what you eat and what you drink. If you're not careful, you can fall into the sin of gluttony, especially in America. Every kind of food is easily available. It's at our fingertips, or it's even brought to us by a delivery service. But just because we can have it doesn't mean we should have it. Philippians 3.19 says, Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. So be cautious about what you put into your temple about the sugar, about, you know, overeating. Just be careful because it affects your body. Deuteronomy 21.20 says, They shall say to the elders, This son of yours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. You have to be cautious that you don't let food become an idol or rule you. Overeating, comfort eating, and any other form of gluttony causes harmful effects on our temple. Exercise the fruit of self-control and take care of your temple today. In closing, as God has given us these temples to glorify him and to do the work ultimately that he's called us to do, that's why we're here. I hope you have an understanding of why it is so important to take care of your temple, to love your temple. I hope you will implement these five things in caring for your temple. In addition to those five things, I recommend you get lots of rest, exercise, drink lots of water, 
take time to relax and laugh. Take time to laugh. At this point, I would like to close in prayer. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every person listening today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that as your word went forth, Father, that you were doing a work in their minds and in their hearts, Father. I thank you, Father, that you would give them supernatural willpower to take care of their bodies. Willpower in the things that they eat, the things that they watch. Father, give them wisdom in the areas that they need to change, Father. Show them how to change. Show them the right foods to eat. Father, I pray that they will learn to love themselves, to accept themselves. And Holy Spirit, begin to speak to them, Lord, on how to take care of themselves, how to love themselves, Father. I thank you for the souls that came into the kingdom today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just surround each and every one of these people as you you have called them here, Father, on this earth for such a time as this. I ask you to protect them. I plead your blood over them. I pray for health and safety for them. I pray every food addiction to be broken off of them. Every gluttony to be broken off of them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that this will be a year that they that they break free from all the bad addictions that have been in their life, Lord. I thank you, Father, that, that they will move forward and run in the things that you've called them to do. I ask you to bless them mightily. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to partner with this podcast or this ministry, go to my website for further information at www.ldmministries.com. Until next time, love and blessings.